Aloha, folks. You are listening to Inside the Desert Oasis Room, episode number 105. This episode is sponsored by the Tonga Hut. Opened in 1958, the Tonga Hut in North Hollywood is LA's oldest continuously run tiki bar. With locations in both North Hollywood and Palm Springs, California, the Tonga Hut serves classic tiki cocktails in a classic tiki setting. Dine in a secret tiki hideaway or learn about rum and rum history in one of their educational seminars. And if you're up to the challenge, take the journey to join the loyal order of drooling bastards. For information on events, rum rum club and more, go to tongahut.com or find them on Facebook or Instagram. On this episode, we are joined by Mo Herms and Stephen Mitchell. Mo is a radio industry veteran who hosts and produces Music and Booze with Mo. And Stephen is her partner in crime who also happens to dabble in a little art, having done pieces for the Tiki Tea and the Dresden. And if that isn't enough, we're treated with a cameo by Voodoo George from Frankie's Tiki Oasis. As always, I hope you enjoy this episode as much as we did bringing it to you. And if you did, hit that subscribe button. Subscribing makes it easier for you to follow our adventures. Shares on your social media are always appreciated. And if you'd like to help support the show, go to DesertOasisRoom.com and click on the donate button. Every donation, no matter the size, is totally appreciated and helps keep this podcast coming to you every week. Okay, here they are, Mo Herms and Stephen Mitchell. Every time I first get behind the bar, I have to get my bearings straight. Like, <laughs> well, because you've got equipment and equipment. Because <laughs> I got to think, okay, what am I gonna do? Well, we, what do you want? What do you want a shot of? What do we drink? Oh, do you want a shot? I think he needs. I'll I think do, he I'll needs do a shot to... before we have a drink and drink. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, Eldorado Five. Wow. Okay. Is that all right? <laughs> okay. I don't think I've ever had Eldorado Five. Um, well, <laughs> you will now. <laughs> like I feel like we have it. Uh, um, at the bar at Mermaid. Is that a real we have like a seven. Clark? That is seven a head? reproduction. Okay. It looks like a real one though, right? Oh, is that yeah. the one on the That's show? Wendy Swallow, right? Uh, that one's a notch version. Okay. Notch to that one. So here's the thing. Nerds. Nerds. <laughs> yeah, Wendy's, Wendy's looks just like it, which looks just like the one in the book. But, uh-huh. but the way it's portrayed in the book, it's cropped in real close and it's very large on the page. Small. In real life, it's actually small. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the one in the book, that and the Blue Hawaii Bob are the two rarest ones, right? Is that that one? Is that what you're talking about? Because I don't know mugs. I only, if yeah. I know this, it's from listening yeah, to the probably. podcast. Uh, there's some, uh, there's a Francoma tiki in there. and That's up there in the... That's another one of the rare ones. And then there's a tiki that's got a hula girl in the mouth. That's another rare one. Yeah, so... A hula girl in the mouth. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, so go. cheers. Is that enough? That's perfect. Right. <laughs> I'll get them warmed up. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to do... Is that like a little China doll kind of mug? Yeah, on the well, end? this one is 
This one is actually a Tatiki Farm mug, believe it or not. Uh-huh. And I can't read the bottom because I don't have my glasses on right now. But perhaps you can. I just can't orchids of Hawaii, Japan. Okay. Oh, so oh, it's not Tiki Farm. It's orchids. orchids of Hawaii. I just knew it was a mass-produced little guy. Yeah, no, well, it does look like a little mass-produced, but it's like a little babushka doll or something. You know the, the nesting dolls? Yeah, there dolls? should be like three more little ones Totally. Inside. It looks like those nesting dolls, kind of. Right. It's a really cute little mug. Well, I guess it's not really little, is it? <laughs> it's adorable. I found it at a thrift store. Yeah. And I couldn't cute. leave it, right? It's adorable. Even though it's not really tiki, Mm-mm. but I couldn't leave it, so... I would totally use that as a vase or something. On the flower vase. Awesome being here. Being here in the Disney Oasis room. I'm glad you like it. Okay, so... Beautiful space. Ferris is wandering around, <laughs> wondering what's well, going on. Well, Ferris was under so the table, here. You know, he's behind the oh, bar and, now. And Lily is just outside the door watching There he us. is, pushing on the... Hi, Lily. Oh, he, oh, oh, he wants the ice. <laughs> is crawling up on the on the ice snow. He okay. pushed on the uh, Did he close the on the ice you? chest. <laughs> you know, that's probably the best reason to have all your mugs kind of cemented down is the kitties. Believe it or not, they don't jump on the shelf. Really? Yeah. They don't wow. really care. Not yet, anyway, because um, when I had those lentils on the stove, there was fire up there, and Ferris was just like, hey, what's going on up here? I'm yeah. going to check that out. I'm like, dude, your whiskers are going to be like singed off in two seconds if you try to get up there. Yeah, well, he's he's um, he's fearless. Like he does stuff that he's not supposed to do. So he he always wants to learn the hard way. He's, he's a typical kid, right? So all right, so let me make a couple things here. He's Ferris. He's um, gonna grow into I'm his just kidding. Yeah, so that's why I named him Ferris because you could tell he was trouble right when, over Yeah, there. yeah. When we adopted him, his adopted name was Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> right? I'm not kidding. It was pizza. So wow, that's... that was the name that was on the card. And I thought, okay, I could see why they called him pizza. Because called... the face, like, mm-hmm. it looks like he just ate pizza, right? So he's, got, yeah. he's got orange all over his face yeah. and under his mouth. But uh, it, I just thought it was a stupid name. It is, and then, it is a stupid name. It is a stupid name. It's the stupidest name ever. And then when we brought him home, like, even actually when we were still there, we changed the name to Ferris because yeah. he was being real rambunctious like in that little room they put you in. Yeah. And and so I thought, oh, this guy's going to be trouble. <laughs> so I said, uh, I think I want to name him Ferris. Totally. And, and at first, Steph was like, uh, I don't know about Ferris. And I said, yeah, Ferris, that's a cool name. And she goes, hmm, okay. She's like, okay, that's that's kind of, oh, all right. And so we actually had them change it in the system while, while we were while adopting we were there. it. Yeah. Yeah, so... And I don't know if you've heard the story. Uh, he's back here Ferris, now. like, came and went from this house and then came back. Oh, he doesn't know the story, huh? Yeah, because they adopted <laughs> Ferris. They got Ferris and Lily about the same time. So look at him. Oh, my God. He's like, oh my what's God. going on up here? Tiki cat. Come here, Ferris. He totally mixes in with the surroundings, though. I know. He's sort of the same color as the bamboo. He kind of is, right? <laughs> You leave that open, he'll fall into the ice, and then, All then right. there you so go. All right, so I have to learned. think about, let me think about what I'm doing here, because yeah. once I get started, then I got to get my flow. I got to mm-hmm. get my flow. So Ferris, like, they got Ferris, and they got Lily, and he'll correct me, because I'm just doing super abbreviated from memory version of this. They got Ferris and, and Lily very soon after, like within a day we or two. We got Lily. The same day. Um, like, I mean, it was, you guys just... Plucked out those cats. We got Lily at the same time, but Lily, um, she had younger. to get fixed, so we didn't bring her home until maybe like oh, 10 days later, mm-hmm. a little over a week later. Yeah. So so they're back here. They're here at the house, and she was 
super scaredy cat. Surprised like she is now. Yeah, super right. scaredy cat, but more scaredy cat because we wouldn't even be seeing her right now. Right. Before she was just hiding under the bed if there were people talking and everything. And Ferris though was like older than her and much more rambunctious and really rough, playing rough with her all the time. And to to the extent that they were both worried that he was going to hurt her. Ooh. Yeah. And they're like, maybe they can't coexist. You know, maybe yeah. they, maybe maybe he needs to be his own cat and not have other cats. So they made the decision to return him and take him back. Yeah, so that was after Ferris had already been here for like a week or two, uh, like two weeks. Oh, yeah. No. yeah, yeah. So they took him back, and like within a day, Adrian was just like crying, like we did the wrong thing. The same day, the yeah. The same day, the yeah. same day. I was like, we dropped him off, and then I was bawling like. Uh, we, we went to go get lunch afterwards and I was bawling and I had to walk outside the restaurant I was pacing on the sidewalk and I was bawling mm-hmm. and like, Stephanie and Sydney were like where did he go and then they went outside and they said hey are you okay and I was I couldn't even talk it was like that you know I was like just felt so like a bad person right yeah I felt mm-hmm. like the guilt and I yeah. just felt, and then we had gotten attached already right yeah and um, they were like uh, is this? And I, then I said, "It's Ferris." Then and they were like, "Oh." So then they they were like, "You know, well, you did the right thing. We did the right thing." They, they kept trying to reassure me we did the right thing, you know. And then um, I couldn't he's sleep a that night. Kitten, and yeah, very friendly. So it wasn't like he wasn't going to get adopted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I couldn't sleep that night. And then uh, the next morning, I woke up so early that the sun wasn't even out yet. It was still dark, and I was like. And I woke up Steph, and she was like, are you okay? What's going on? And I was like, I, I, I said, did yeah, we I do the it. right thing? I said, I, I feel like we we didn't do the right thing. And and she's like, uh, okay. And I said, I want to go get him. I, he needs mm-hmm. to come home. Mm-hmm. And she was like, okay. Like, she, like right away, she was just like, yeah, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Then let's go get him then. And so, so uh, they went back. yeah, so we went back. Yeah, I, I put $500 cash in my pocket, and then I went, I, I stood in line, I got there an hour early before they opened, and I thought like, okay, I, I took Christian with me and I gave him a game plan. I said, you're going to go this way, I'm going to go that way, and as soon as we find him, we're going to pull the tag so that nobody can, you and know. Adopt him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we got him. The reason why I put $500 cash in my pocket is that it was December, and I figured if some kid picked him out before I did, I could say, hey, kid. Mm-hmm. What do you want for Christmas? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want a new Xbox? <laughs> then pick out another cat. <laughs> and Ferris was back. He came back. That's how and Ferris they were came just back like, home. Okay, we're gonna let, we're gonna hope they get along, and now they do. Yeah, we just. I, I I was telling Steph that, like I said, you know, maybe we didn't try hard enough, and then we came up with a plan to, we'll separate them, and we'll. Kind of reintroduce them to each other. Yeah, yeah. So we separated them for yeah, a, playing now. a good seven months, I think. Oh wow, is it that long? Yeah, like six or seven months, and then um, yeah. So like they would take turns sleeping with us because they both want to sleep on our bed, mm-hmm. you know. So like, okay, so Ferris slept here last night, so now it's Lily's turn. So now Ferris sleeps in the, you know outside the room, and, and so we had like cat boxes in different rooms, and yeah, it was it was a pain in the ass <laughs> but it worked out you know now they can coexist like they yeah. they would fight but they are actually um not bad now so which plantation is this this is oh this is original dark oh i'm using the wrong one <laughs> but that's okay 
<laughs> See, uh, this is what happens when I don't have my glasses on. I was going to say, we can't. Where's your glasses? Oh. Oh, they're right there. <laughs> we haven't even started drinking yet. That's all right. He's already forgetting things. That's all right. Pulling the wrong stuff, losing his glasses. At least they weren't on your head. I'm glad they were sitting right here. That's all right. <laughs> they were this on your this head. should still be halfway decent. Oh, I'm sure it's good. I'm sure it's going to be amazing. Yeah. And whatever you're doing, what you taste Plantation's lovely. It is. It's I'm very good. Pretty much all of it. I thought it was plantation. I'm like, ooh, which one do we get? So what? Because what I should have done was, I should have, um, I should have seen what I had under my bar first before. Oh. <laughs> no. I, I hate it when they get stuck. Well, at least yours are both uh, silver tin. You know, I need to get another tin one so that my shaker is both tin. Because I have a well, glass one, which is great. I was using the glass before. Yeah. But then I I stopped using the glass yeah. because. Um, I get a better seal with the with, with the, the soap, yeah, with the mini tin. I just always worry when it gets stuck like that that I'm gonna crack it someday, you know, and I give it. Oh, little, the glass. Yeah, because you know sometimes they get stuck. You know, the when you shake them, you've you've seen it. It happens to us all the time. Yeah. It gets stuck there, and and it's like I hit it, but I never hit it quite hard enough because I'm afraid of cracking it or something. Yeah, and I get a better seal from the um, from the tin. Yeah. Tin, tin on tin, actually. From the tinny tin tin. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This one ran a little bit short, but that's okay. That's I'm still right. going to. I'll take the, the lesser of the three. Oh, are you sure? Yeah, I'm ultimately the driver. Okay. So. I was going to drink it because. No, no. You live here. You don't have to go anywhere. Well, that's what I a host do a does, though, right? I have a shot. And that's all right. You don't have to drive. Okay. You enjoy yourself. You're in the desert oasis room. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys. Cheers. 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 Thank you. Thank you. It's lovely to be back. And this is Steven's first time. Yeah. It still came out all right. Mm. Even though I didn't use the right rum, but. Mm. What do you call this? <clears throat> oh, it's yummy. This is a Desert Oasis daiquiri. Oh, yay! Daiquiri is my favorite drink. So. so I mean, it's so simple. And if you can do it right. Well, the thing, about, the thing about a daiquiri is it's supposed to highlight the taste of the rum. Mm -hmm. But I put a little bit of simple in there just mm -hmm. to sweeten it up a little bit. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, um. Yeah. Yeah, this is this recipe is it's it's I've kind of like it took me a few months to kind of balance it out the right way, mm -hmm. but I thought I was using the pineapple rum, but I was using the dark rum instead. Oh, you mean this time? Yeah. For this drink? But that's okay. Well, I, the just, pineapple I just I just knew you, isn't it? Yeah. There it is. <laughs> like, where is it? So I'm like digging like through my bottles down here. Ferris, were you moving the bottles of rum around since you're like the bar assistant? But that's okay. It still came out good. It's totally delicious. I love I love a daiquiri. It's kind of it's funny because I'm a tequila girl. Are person. you really? I, did you you didn't know that about me? No, I didn't. How did you? So do you like mezcal? Oh yeah. Okay, I love yeah. mezcal. How did I not know that? How did you not know that? I don't I know. Just, mm, it seems like maybe just because we're always drinking in tiki bars that I assume that you're a rum it's person. It's true. And you know I I know uh, like um, Spike Matt Marble yeah. said to me once he was like well for a tequila girl you sure hang out in a lot of rum bars I'm like I hang out in tiki bars yeah yeah okay but. I love uh, tequila mezcal is my number one. And um, so I love a good margarita. And people are just like, oh, margarita is a good I love a good margarita, like, too. No, but if it's made right? Mm -hmm. If it's made right, it's fucking great. And daiquiri is the same thing. Yeah. It's just with rum. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They're the same You're drink. right. It's the same drink. They're the same drink. They're the exact same. Well, not exactly. They're almost the exact same. It's lime and the spirit. Right. And then, you know, depending so, on what your third is. How often do you get to Las Perlas? Not often enough. 
Because if you're a tequila person, then that's the bar mm-hmm. to go to. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, it's amazing. I love Las Perlas. And um, you know how I have the, the whiskey tastings? I haven't gone to one of those in forever. You've never been to one with me. Adrian's been with me. You came with me to one of those whiskey tastings. Yeah, you? I went to one. Yeah. Um, Las Perlas does them every Wednesday. Oh, do they really? Yep. Mm-hmm. What time do they, they do that? Like at 7.30 or 8. Oh, well, See, shit, we and, should go. And I never go because I'm always at Tiki Tea. At Tiki Tea. Well, and we can do both. We can, we can come back. Yeah. yeah. But I always remember, you know me, I usually go to Tiki Tea, hang out for a little bit, and then I go home and go back to work. So, but that is probably not going to be the case for a while now because my work schedule has shifted in such a way that I can go to Tiki Tea and stay there now. Okay. I would totally go. You have to pay for that tasting though because sure. I'm not a member of whatever their club is, but it's like $15 or Yeah, something. yeah. Um, but I get notices every week. I'll keep you posted. Yeah, that? I'll go to I that. I love Las Perlas. It's beautiful. Now, here's the thing. And they always give you free tacos. I like, oh, do they really? They do. They've got little ladies that are making rolled tacos or something like that. I like Mezcal, mm-hmm. but I don't really like tequila. Yeah, I could see that. I, but I actually love Mezcal. I, I love the, the smoky flavor. I kind of look at it now as if you, you, you probably, you liked tequila and then you got into Mezcal. Yeah. And your palate changed somewhat because mezcal has that smoky chemical. It's it's just different and stronger. Tequila is like like baby juice. Well, after it's a the while. smoky. It's the smokiness because the mm. um, the tequila is just a little rough for me, you know. Mm. But the mezcal, I just like Depends the flavor. On the There's okay. still wonderful tequila. Out is there? there? Yeah. Oh, for I don't sure. know tequila at all. It's funny though because I used to drink so much more tequila and then got into mezcal and then started drinking mezcal. And when I go back to tequila, I almost feel like, ooh, this is so bland. Yeah. You know. <laughs> You'd like but it's this not. drink I came up with. I was at ooh. the Dresden. And I wanted a Hemingway decory. Well, Stephen has pull at the Dresden. So I had oh really? Him, okay. I had him. I had him make me a Hemingway decory. I'm like, you know what? Let's put this cow. Did some more research and garnish it with one of those cherries you're not supposed to do. So you had him do it with mezcal instead of rum. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, but the Hemingway, which not has... in addition to rum. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I replaced it and named it Smoky Papa. <laughs> and it nice. tasted good because he would make it with he had uh, illegal. And when, when he made the is that how you pronounce it? It's pre- it's not pronounced illegal, right? It's pronounced illegal because ah, it's Mexican. Okay, and, yeah, so illegal. Mm-hmm. So the blanco one, I liked a little better, I think, but the reposado one was really good. Yeah, mm-hmm. and because even more smoke kind of came through, but both of them, I was just like, I invented a cocktail. <laughs> I wish getting official. I wish that I had. Thank you. Thanks, Christian. Christian, I wish I had known that. Before. He just did this like two weeks ago, I think. <laughs> he came up with that. <laughs> and um, and we were there the next night after he'd done this, and we were having dinner, actually. And he asked the server, because he's such a wheel at the Dresden. He was like, hey, is so-and-so working? Was it Rich who did it? No, uh, Rennie. Rennie? He's like, so-and-so working? I'm like, yeah. I goes, tell him I want a smoky papa. <laughs> and then he comes back. So from the bar, comes back into the restaurant. See the way he like, says it. Oh, Steven yeah. here somewhere? Yeah, there's a whole dinner. here. Like, no way. <laughs> so... <laughs> I was with Tandoi Rum mm-hmm. at last year's San Diego Spirits Festival. Mm-hmm. And it's not a rum fest, it's a spirits fest. So there's yeah. other spirits there. Yeah. Veras Mescal was next door to us. Mm-hmm. Or I should say, like, the booth next to us. And when I go to these events with Tandoi, I get friendly with everybody around me. Yeah. Right? So we got set up. We're going to be there for like three days, right? Friday, yeah. <laughs> Friday Saturday, Sunday. We get set up, and then I lean over, and I said, hey, neighbor. And, <laughs> and the guy, you know, turns to me, and he goes, Adrian. And I said, have we met before? And he goes, 
uh, not that I know of. And I said, how'd you know my name? And he goes, no, I'm saying my name. And I said, oh, oh. I said, my name's Adrian. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, so, <laughs> so uh, like, how often does that happen to you? Crazy, right? Yeah. So, what was cool is he had a, he had a reposado and he had a white. Mm-hmm. And they were handing out samples all weekend. Yeah. We were handing out our gold and our silver mm-hmm. all weekend. And I, I say we because I was associated with Tandawai. Mm-hmm. And... All weekend long, we're you know, we're tipping off each other on. Hey, they're giving away free sandwiches over there, and this and that, and, and we became buddies. Like it, you know, at the end of the day, they were like, "You want to go watch the fight?" And then they were coordinating to go to a to a bar to watch the yeah. fight. And um, at the end of the weekend, we traded bottles, and mm. I have some. If you want to try it, oh yeah, oh, that's what I was saying. I wish I had known that you guys were mezcal drinkers, so that when you wanted that shot before we started, I oh. would have given you mezcal instead. Oh, my God, it would have been great. You can still do it, you know. You can still do it. It's still possible. Ooh, the kitties are playing ball outside. So that that ball right there is a disco ball. <laughs> it's like a mini disco ball. And so Ferris, what he does. <laughs> Actually, both of them, like when they first yeah, started, Lily's right around the corner. When they they first came to this house and they started interacting, Is that like a Christmas ornament that it, has yeah, now become yeah. Yeah, a cat toy. When Typical. they started interacting, they would go up to Sydney's room and they'd pick out little uh, stuffed animals toys or, or toys to play with. Everything's a toy to Ferris. Yeah, <laughs> oh, and yeah. it's hilarious. Like. <laughs> He'll get a toy and he'll he'll bring it down and then he'll Lily will follow him because she's she's such a copycat. <laughs> and when they fight, sometimes he'll bring her a toy, like as a as a piece. as a peace offering, Aww. and he'll drop it down in front of her, you know. Oh, that's and then so cute. they'll start playing again. Or sometimes he'll go upstairs and he'll bring us a toy, you know. Uh-huh. And um, <laughs> yeah, like when when they fight, sometimes Stephanie will kick him out of the room uh-huh. and she'll say like, you know, out of the room. So he'll leave, like, she'll put him out of the room, close the door, Mm -hmm. right? And then a few minutes later, you'll hear scratching. And then you'll open the door, and he brought a toy up. Oh, because he wants forgiveness for And he drops it, yeah, like in front of you, you know, so that they can... can, It's it's his equivalent of a dead bird. Yeah, 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 yeah. (laughs) They're both in here now. Yeah. Yeah, so they do that. They can ball play with. (laughs) Yeah. I was telling Stephanie that my cat, the cat I grew up with, who lived to be 22 years old, just like your cat, um... He was super badass, and he was the neighborhood cat that beat everybody else's cats up. So we'd always have people coming over, being, and I named him Fluffy because I got him when I was three. So okay, and he was this huge, like eighteen pound, long haired, yellow and white cat, and you know, orange, yellow, white, that kind of thing. And I think that everybody knew who he was, and the neighbors would come over and be like, "You gotta keep Fluffy inside because he came over and beat up my cat. And he did this, but Fluffy." would not only kill things, because our cats, is 70s in the suburbs in San Diego, so our cats were in and out. Even though we had coyotes in that neighborhood, wow. we'd bring them in at night. Um, and well, usually you'd have to, in. because yeah. of the coyotes. But during the day, they'd be outside and everything. And um, so they used to, you know, Fluffy, brutal, tough. I always think of it as like a boy named Sue kind of story. I named him Fluffy, so he had to prove himself and go out there and like beat people up and everything, because his name was Fluffy. But uh, he'd bring back dead animals. You know, yeah, he'd yeah. kill things and drop them for us. My, my old cat did that too. Right. But sometimes he would bring us like fish or steak off of people's grills. Wow. Like you could tell because like you, he'd bring like... grill marks. You, know, <laughs> it, you could tell they were probably sitting there and the person went inside to get a beer or something and then he just stole it off the plate. Right. But he would bring us steak. 
That's awesome. It's not like he brought us a piece of a dead animal. He he did, but this had been finally cleaned by some butcher. You know, right. it was literally a steak. He'd bring and he'd drop it on the cement there, and it's like, uh, you're like, thank you. We really pissed off a neighbor now. You know, you know what these two do is they um. He'd bring us fish too, like whole fish. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. Where would it get whole fish? Neighbors' backyards. Yeah. Like if they were gonna grill it. You yeah, know, yeah. we have all these Mexican neighbors. They're probably going to make one of those fancy, like, leave the head on kind of things. And he'd show up with a fish bigger than his body. These know? two go around looking for bugs. <laughs> and Lily will eat bugs. Like, if she sees a grasshopper well, or good. something. She's like, paying the rent. Yeah, yeah. But they don't bring us they something bring, like that. Like, they don't bring back a dead bug. They bring you this. They just us. eat it. Mm, mezcal veras. Oh, yeah. Man. So, oh, it's a young shout out to our friend Adrian Selby. Yeah, Adrian at... at Veras Mescal. Do you guys this want to try? This is a really pretty bottle. Want to try a little bit? I mean, the label. I should say. Sure. Yeah, I'll try some. Reuse it. You want it? Well, it's got rummy in it, right? Here, I have the. I have. Clean ones. I have some smaller shot glasses if you want. Oh, Ferris is all sniffing that. my stuff. Yeah, pop that. <laughs> Look, now we're drinking tequila in the desert oasis. Tequila in the desert oasis. Oh, I'm sorry, we're drinking mezcal in the desert oasis. Mezcal. This is the first time I think that anyone's tried. Uh, the the yeah. veras in other in than me, room. yeah. Oh really? I'm yeah. not gonna drink this whole thing because sure, I'm gonna have another shared. cocktail. <laughs> He's like I am. <laughs> yeah, I'll drink some of it. You finish it off. Steven's Cheers. Good at that. Cheers. Wait, are you gonna have any? No, you're fine. I'm gonna. Okay, I'll have a little. Bit. <laughs> Adrian, it feels kind of like. Well, I I don't I didn't want to mix my spirits. <laughs> oh, but, don't worry but, about that. But I'm not gonna drink as much. Says as you the guys. driver. I'm like, yeah, hey. Hmm. Ooh, it kind of smells like corn. That's interesting. So Cheers. Here's the thing. Cheers. Cheers. Here's the thing about us sharing nice spirits now. all weekend. Mm. When they gave the awards out at the end of the weekend, both of our brands won medals. Mm. So we won. Oh, that's awesome. We won. Um, I think oh, this we won is like this. fruity. Wait, is it? Or am I still tasting daiquiri? Flowers. Oh, <laughs> Oh, poor Steven, he's so apprehensive. <laughs> so <laughs> just say what comes to mind. They Flowers. won they won yeah, medals for each of theirs. We won medals for each of ours. Wow. And so we were congratulating each other and I remember putting everything together, putting all of our spirits uh-huh. together with all the medals draped over everything uh-huh. and taking photos of that. I thought it was kinda cool. That is really cool. Yeah, That's yeah. kinda neat that you guys were accidental like booth mates in a way. And yeah, then you know we, we, became, be we became pals and mm-hmm. we started following each other on social media and they're out of That's Vegas. Cool. He's he's from Vegas, but this obviously oh, really? comes from Mexico. So But is this company based in Vegas? I mean it's Mexico but they just I don't know. I have oh, no idea. That's, that's a cool. great bottle, too. I know. I love this label. It's gorgeous. Echo in Oaxaca. I think the Reposado is gone. Yeah, that's, that's really beautiful. good. That's really nice. Yeah. But yeah, whatever that is called, Bottle that flowery aroma, whatever the correct... Yeah, less less gasoline, more... Adjective for that. Is. More flower. You can say flower. Is that what makes mezcal different from tequila? Oh, I'm so not that expert. Because George is going to listen to this, and anything I say, he's going to school me on, so I'm going to say nothing. Okay. I don't want the Romeros getting all up in my business Let's ask him. It. Should <laughs> we ask call him? him? Yeah, let's call, call him. him. Yeah, call him and ask. Because <laughs> it's like, I've read about it so many times, but it's... You know, from what I understand, it's a different region that it's made of. It's a different agave that it's made of. It's the process is like smoked in a pit. You know, there's a certain process. Um, We're gonna call him right now, and he's gonna say, "Call him and say." No, that's all wrong. Give us the definition. Give us the definition. 
Because right. I swear, I've, it's like I've read it so many times. I've gone to so many educational things, and I never remember. Because I'm like, I just remember this tastes good. <laughs> oh, hey, hi, George. What's up, man? Hey, how are you doing? Hey, I'm recording. I'm recording a podcast with Mo right now. So up, and Steven, Steven's here too. And Steven, so hey. so. Hola, Steven. Hola. <laughs> <laughs> so you're on the air. Hey, we're we're calling because we have a question. We have a mezcal question for you. What's the question? Well, it's a mezcal tequila question. What what makes mezcal different from tequila? Uh, well, all tequilas are on mezcal, but not every mezcal is a tequila. Uh-huh. But tequila can only be blue agave. See, that's it. And also yeah. the process too, because most of the time they steam it now, so. Oh. They try to get that that flavorless agave taste down, as opposed to mezcal with okay. the smoke. Yeah, which is smoked. So oh, so the tequila they're trying to they're they're trying to remove that smoke from it. Yeah, they usually steam it now. I think for the most part, the big companies steam it, so you don't get that smoke. The mezcal still done in a pit, you know, mm-hmm. so oh, they have okay. to smoke it. All right, it's underground. So yeah, so you get and, kind of like and pure. Um, like all but agave spirits kind of start as mezcal, though, right? I mean. Yeah, the only thing with tequila now is it has to be blue agave. It has to be blue agave. It doesn't yeah, matter. Mezcal is like every other agave but blue agave. And and what about the region? Like I thought it matters in the region in some cases because like mezcal. No, mezcal. There's like mezcal and Zacateca, uh-huh. like Oaxaca. Oaxaca is the main one because that's the majority of agaves. Yeah. Right. Like and then, anywhere. As and long then as like, it's not, tequila has to be done in in in, in um, Jalisco. Jalisco, that's right? The, yeah, it's the only place it could be done. Yeah. And then, like, because, yeah. for example, like, Bacanora is mez- is mezcal, but it's just a different region, I think, right? It's uh, it's just with that specific agave they use, I believe. For Bacanora, right. too? I think Bacanora uh, and mezcal can share agaves. I think they can be the same agave. They're agave-based, yeah. I think, I don't know, I'm mm-hmm. not sure the possible Bacanora, though. Okay. Because so. I was under the impression with Bacanora that it's more of, like, the champagne thing that just depends on the area. But I'm not 100%. So actually, yeah, mezcal is not like that because I know people think, oh, it's got to be Oaxaca. But there's yeah, no but there's a that, lot of different ones, a lot of yeah. different ones. So, so yeah, but I wasn't. So mezcal's sure. the king. <laughs> cool. Right. Cool. So I wasn't super. I wasn't super off then. Yeah. Well, because awesome. I, I, I don't know. That's why I was calling. Because we had we we had some here that we were just drinking. It just tastes so different than tequila. Because I don't really like tequila, but I love mezcal. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. And then you get depending on what agave you're drinking, like mm-hmm. you'll go from like fruity to like earth to like it's just different flavors. You got to find yeah. your agave. And, then, and it does. And it also depends like where it's grown and everything too. Like the one we've got right now is almost like kind of flowery and citrusy. Yeah. It's nice. It's a Tequila's tequila like vodka now. It's like everything tastes the same. I know, right? That's yeah. what I was saying too. It's like I feel like I go back to tequila and it's almost like bland. Like I'm just like, yeah, oh, I just is. want to go back to the mezcal. It's boring now. You're like, I don't want this. It's yeah. <laughs> but it was our gateway drug, George. It was our gateway. Oh, no, I get it. Yeah. But once I found mezcal, I was like, bye. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's so funny. Bye, Felicia. <laughs> it's, like, it's like your grade school uh, girlfriend, and then you're like, see ya. <laughs> I'm in high school now. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm in college. Yeah, that's. I was joking because... Adrian was asking me, well, what's the difference? And I'm like, oh, God, I've read it. I've studied it. I've done this so many times. But you're asking me now. I'm going to say something wrong. And George is going to be listening. He's like, no, bitch, it's like this. <laughs> so he's like, let's just call him. So let's like, call yeah. George and find out. Let's just so. call. Okay, cool. So I wasn't super off base, though. So I feel a little better about myself. Thanks, George. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> cool, man. Thanks. Thanks awesome. for taking my call. Thanks, yeah. sir. Thanks. All right, cheers. Talk to you later. Bye. All right, bye. bye. <laughs> That was like we called in the lifeline. <laughs> right? Totally. See, totally. He totally schooled us. So I we know. Always, now I always we know. say that I'm like, I would suck on quiz shows. 
And if you ask me a question that I would just immediately, even if it was like- Do you play along when you watch? Quiz shows or yeah. whatever? Yeah, like game shows. Well, okay, so you know my favorite band in the world is Duran Duran, right? And it will be till the day I die. Didn't know that. Did you not know that either? <laughs> yeah, it totally is. Totally. Even though, I mean, there's no point. I'm to... a bad bar husband. Yeah, I don't, you're, I don't, I don't, you're a really I don't bad know, bar I don't husband. Know, I don't know a lot you didn't know I like tequila? That's that's actually the shocking part. If you're my bar husband, you're supposed to know I like tequila at least. But, um, uh, but I always joked if I was on a game show and it was like, we'll give you a million dollars. Name the five members of Duran Duran. I would be like, uh. Taylor, Taylor, Taylor. (laughs) (laughs) I would totally, I would just blank out. But we do the, what is your trivia game? Oh, the HQ trivia game. The one you get on your phone. Okay. Are you familiar with it? Oh, is this the one that you're timed and you play against other people? Um, Yeah. Because mm-hmm. my kids play that, and then they turn to me and they ask me questions, and a lot <laughs> of it's from my generation. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, uh, and then they'll say, oh, never mind, too late. And I'm like, well, don't you want the answer? No, I don't care. <laughs> it's funny, because the like, they'll have a prize that's like 5000 but then there's like 12,000 people that win. Right. So you get like 30 right. cents. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's still cool to say you won. Yeah. yeah, so it's like I never heard of this thing until I got mixed up with this guy. And then we'd go out, and he's like, oh, it's like 6 o'clock every day or something. Oh, quiz time. We'll be sitting there, and he'll pull up his phone, and usually the volume's off, So, which is good, because I think those hosts would annoy me if I could hear Hosts are annoying. Saying. You have 10 seconds to answer the question. Yeah. It's usually like 12 questions. Sometimes they have like uh, a lot of money, so, but I've never moved. Give me a, an example of one of the questions. Well, they always start off kind of easy, and then they... Any like bar trivia type stuff. They start out super easy, and then get harder as it goes on. Right. Mm-hmm. So it could be anything. And when they throw in a trick question, they actually call it... Something else. When it's oh, some savage question. Because mm-hmm. they'll be like, <laughs> "Oh, savage! That's they, what they call it." They'll be well, like, if like five, say there's like a million people playing, and five hundred thousand get one question wrong, then they call it savage question. Yeah, if it's something where it was like, I don't, you know, but something it can, it can be stupid. Where the answer is something where you're like, "Oh my god, I swear that that was the right answer what I gave," because it's something that is kind of all multiple choice commonly conceived of as being an answer but the real answer was this so it's like a trick question I can't think of anything as an example right now but it'll happen and you'll just be like oh man and you'll see how many people also guess like you did because it'll show you how many people guess to yeah, each yeah. answer and then and then when, when tons of people lose out they flash on the screen they'll say savage question <laughs> <laughs> I don't play it much anymore how come? No, it's just too stressful <laughs> I, I can get that. I get the whole stressful part. Right. You're like, ah, and then right. like question three, you're like, oh, the... right. <laughs> this is supposed to be relaxing. <laughs> it's this supposed is, to be fun. I'm not enjoying this. But you'll see people like you'll go to bars or you'll be at restaurants, or you'll be at someone, you'll see all these people like, boom, six o'clock, they're on their phone, and people like, like I'm always leaning over his shoulder, going, no, 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 it's Pluto. Pluto's the one that's not a planet anymore, or something. You know, everyone's like chipping in and stuff, and so we'll be sometimes. Well, he'll be playing, and I'll be like, no. And he'll answer and he'll be wrong. He's like, woman, <laughs> not listening to you anymore. But I can answer all the other ones. You know, I'm like, oh, sorry. Why do you listen to me? That's hilarious. <laughs> you lost a whole 86 cents because of me. <laughs> if you have a product, service, or event that you'd like to bring attention to, we can help. Imagine hearing your ad in this spot, just like you're hearing this one right now. Sponsor an episode and get the exposure you deserve. For more information, go to DesertOasisRoom.com and click on Services. 
That's hey. awesome. First Miss Cal in the Desert Oasis. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. So I'm going to make another drink. Oh, okay. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. Mm. I'm going to have you guess. Okay. So we should we we should not watch you do what you're going to yeah, do? You could watch if you want, but I, I know you're going to guess what it is after you taste it. I have my first guess already. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. Oh, wow, that was easy. Throw it out there. <laughs> Adrian's like holding empty tins. I'm like, wow. It's like it's it hasn't even been touched. <laughs> well, he does this game with me. Like we'll be just talking about something, and all of a sudden he'll just go, "I'll give you a hundred dollars if you tell me what song I'm thinking of right now." And I'm just like, when when we first started dating, and he started saying that, I'm like, I what I, I don't how am I supposed to know that? And he says, just guess. Like I don't I just you know I'm like. I need a clue. Well, did you wake up in a bad mood? Did you, th- you know, at first I was like that. And then he's like, no, just guess something. So now he says that and I'll just be like, like, more, more, more. Andrea True Connection. He's like, no, I like that. But no, it was this song. And I'm like, well, how was I supposed to guess that? And he's it like, it could be anything. And if somebody ever gets that right, I'm going to be like, holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. I'm sort of like, yeah, here's, I'll get it right when we're like 103 years old. <laughs> you'll, you'll say like, You'll be like, guess what song I'm thinking of right now? And I'm, I don't know, I'm going to say like, Rock the Boat, George McRae or George McHugh or whatever that guy's name is. And you're going to be like, oh my God, yes. And then we're both going to drop dead. But looks That's like, the only way. I'll probably have Duran Duran in my head at that point. No. Okay, what's your favorite Duran Duran song? My favorite Duran Duran song? Oh, that's a tough call. Because I've got a couple that are up there. Um, the first two that came to mind when you said that, and literally they both came to mind at the same time were both from the Rio album. And they were Last Chance on the Stairway and New Religion, which are both on side two and kind of follow each other. Um, but then I also love Lonely in Your Nightmare, which is also on Rio. But then I also love The Seventh Stranger, which is on Seven and the Ragged Tiger. Okay. And I also love very, very much Careless Memories on the first album. So I find it interesting that you didn't pick anything that was really a hit. there. Yeah. Yeah, because I fucking love that band so much. That but is it because everybody likes the other songs? No. So you want to pick something that's no, different? not at all. No, not at all. Because okay. if you if you look at my own personal Duran Duran best of list, uh-huh. I still have Planet Earth on it, and I still have Rio on it. The only song oddly that I do not have on my favorites of Duran Duran is "Hungry Like the Wolf," which was the song that made me fall in love with them in the first place. Yeah, I was gonna say that's that was their first hit. That was the very. Or first was song. it before? I thought that was their second album, but their first hit but in the, the first, states. Yeah, their first in the states. Yeah. Okay, yeah. And the first time I heard that song, I remember hearing it, and I was maybe like thirteen. I remember hearing that song late at night on a radio station that was like going out of like we were getting out of range. We were like in the mountains in San Diego or something. And I heard the song, and I'm like, "What is that song? What is that song?" And I obsessed. I was freaking out because I'd never heard it before. I'd never had a song that made me freak out before. Are you going to blend? I'm going to blend. Blend. (laughs) Ferris does not like the blending. Did he run? Ferris is not running. No, he's just staring up here like, what? He's he's got like full owl eyes. He's like, what is that? But he's still here. Ferris is still here. Good job, Ferris. Pretty soon that'll mean nothing to you. Now he's like, how can I get to where it is? He's looking at us like we're going to help him out. <laughs> can you put me up there? I want to yeah, see what's right. going on. Okay, is this, like what, is this what is this what you were guessing? Okay. Is that like the chocolate thing? Is that the Milky Way? Is this what you were guessing? I can't tell. I can't tell. Them. I don't think so. <laughs> 
We'll probably have to share this one. You have one each. You don't have to share. Yeah, but I don't like creamy drinks. Usually. Oh, you don't? No. Okay. That's why we might have well, to share. You might not one. make one for yourself. Let me try it and see. Oh, and it's chocolate coffee. Blech. That's the Milky Way. Yeah, see, I thought it was Milky Way. I'm like, if you made the Milky Way, you can have that because, in fact, I need water. Oh, do you really? Yeah. Oh, uh, I don't have any back here. I You're gonna have to. I asked my purse. I'm okay. just going to unclip. You guys, like, keep chatting. Um, I never had the Milky Way. You didn't? I've never had oh, one. Let me see. Yeah, that's exactly how they make it. <laughs> I believe you. <laughs> Isn't that good? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it, it, would be, it would be good if I liked those ingredients, but I'm not a chocolate or... It doesn't have coffee in it, too? It has Kahlua. Kahlua, yeah. See, yeah. I, don't, I hate Kahlua. <laughs> you hate Kahlua? Mm-hmm. Because I don't like coffee or chocolate. I don't like the taste of it at all. Oh, didn't but know that. But for whatever weird reason, if I drink beer, I tend to drink really heavy dark beers. And guess what? They taste like coffee and chocolate. Yeah. That doesn't bother me for some reason. So this stuff, ugh, Yeah, I like Hefeweizen. Mm. Uh, I like the, the citrusy kind of taste mm. in my beer. So this is interesting. Your beer guy. Well, now you know. So you've never had one at the Tiki Tea? Mm-mm. Oh, that's, that's surprising. What? is the reason about that is it because you don't like creamy or chocolate or anything like that no i like that stuff i just for some reason it never grabbed it never stuck out to me i remember its place on the menu (laughs) but i've never how long have you been going to tiki tea 90s since the 90s and when didn't you start going in the 90s 90s yeah yeah i i want to say that the truth is, I don't remember if my first time there was 95 or 96, mm-hmm. but when I put my card on the wall, I wrote 95. <laughs> <laughs> I think when I did, I just put the date that I got the card. Yeah. I put the date that I got the card, too, but we used to go there, and I say we because it was when I was in my 20s, and yeah. I was clubbing with my, my yeah. friends, and we would go there and get tanked first, because some of the clubs that we went to, like Diamond Club, like the bars... They were and gross. Was, yeah, they were just weren't very yeah. good. Yeah. You know, and uh, you get a good drink of tiki tea and they were strong, mm-hmm. you know. So we would go to, geez, I can't remember what some of the names of these clubs were. But um, but they were crap clubs. They were crap clubs. You were just going there to like, just get shit-faced and meet Florentine chicks, Florentine Gardens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, Florentine Gardens was one of them. But that wasn't really one of the ones we thought was cool. That was one of the ones <laughs> that... It was like, ah, well, got nothing else to do. You guys want to just go to Florentine Gardens? And and it was one of those, when you would bring it up, people would be like, ah, fuck you. I'm not going to that club, you know? (laughs) And it's still there. You know, it's still there. And and I'm, I'm wondering, like, who goes there? Who goes to Florentine Gardens? Maybe it's still people like you. Maybe it was people like you were then. Yeah, Maybe like, it's still it's like, like random 20-somethings that wander in there because there's nothing else to do. Like nostalgic. Make fun of it or something like, like that. Like the people that go and see Lisa Lisa. And, oh. You know, like and that. they go see Stevie B. Like, yeah. Yeah, they're all my age now, shows. and they go to the freestyle shows. And well, then, I was just thinking maybe it's like 20-somethings that stumble in there because it's like a quaint dive bar now or something. Or it's just a gross old oh, club I, I, or something yeah. like that. Yeah. That's used, when interesting. I was in Silver Lake, they Quaint used to dive be, bar. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, real dive bar is not Wait, quaint. quaint. Um, <laughs> um, there used to be, when I lived in Silver Lake, um, where the Black Cat is now, you know, that little restaurant, yeah. it was... Um, a laundromat? No. Well, there was the laundromat, but then there was that gay club. Remember? That had like the... It had like the... 
plastic kind of entryway. It had where sort of those, the black cat is. Yeah. So where the pla- where the black cat arena? is. No, 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 no. Arena's, Arena's on the west down, side. Yeah. No, this place did. I don't even remember. I always want to call it Spotlight, but that was the place in Hollywood. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but it was kind of a place where if you were walking up and down Sunset, there was the laundromat, and then right next to it, and next to that is Rough Trade, which is a leather right. shop for basically assless chaps. Yeah, or anyone who wants like Janet Jackson had like a leather outfit made for Why her. Why do people there. call them assless chaps? Aren't all chaps assless? <laughs> you, oh my God, you're right. Oh, you're totally right. Right? Huh. Like but, when people say hot water heater. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's a water heater, the hot the water's already hot. <laughs> but yeah, it was it was a gay club, and I remember because I lived like a couple blocks away, like two blocks up the street, and I'd walk down. I was always curious about it because it had like not curtains. It was almost like plastic sheeting at the entry. And it was like ribbons, wide ribbons of plastic sheeting, and you had to part those to walk in. Yeah. And it was painted like hot pink and black inside. And anytime you went in there, there were just like these sad old gays like sitting inside, and sad there was a disco gays. ball, and the music was always bad. And it was there forever, forever until they built the Black Cat just recently. And well, Black Cat wasn't just recently; it's been there for well, it's been there for a couple of years. Yeah, yeah. maybe like what five years or four years or something, something like that. But the other place was there for like decades. So, okay. all right. <laughs> so it is recently compared to that. You know, What's crazy to me is when Stephanie and I dated in college, we used to go to the Mayan. Mm-hmm. Oh, and yeah. people are still doing that. Guess what? I saw Duran Duran at the Mayan. Oh, did you really? <laughs> I did. <laughs> I can bring everything back to Duran Duran eventually. <laughs> what, year, what year was that? Um, so her favorite band was Depeche Mode. Oh, they're great, though. Yeah, she was in love with Depeche oh, yeah, Mode. they're a great band. They're still a great band. Duran Duran, not such a great band. These oh, days. really? Uh, well, I mean... Well, Depeche Mode, they're, yeah, they're still, they're still um, just as good as they were. The last good Duran Duran album was All You Need Is Now, which was produced by Mark Ronson, who's the guy who did... Made Amy Winehouse, Amy Winehouse, mm-hmm. with that record. Um, so I'm trying to remember when this record came out. The All You Need Is Now, maybe like 2011 or something. Um, and they did a show at the Mayan. Duran Duran did a show at the Mayan, and it was directed by David Lynch because the American Express, I think, was doing this thing where they'd get some band and then they'd have some. Artie, arty director, direct it, and you'd go there and you'd see the show, but then it was live broadcast on YouTube or something with the director's special touches and flourishes and overlays and stuff. Um, so I actually never saw that version of it, but I saw clips of it from time to time on YouTube and it had like weird images on Simon LeBon's face or something like that. But um, but they had really cool guests and it was at the Mayan, it was an awesome show. <clears throat> And I had had food poisoning that week because I'd seen them. I'd been at South by Southwest. Mm. I got food poisoning when I came back, and I went to that show like the day after I had hauled myself out of the bathroom from like puking for a day. My best friend was like, "Are you sure you can go?" And I'm all, "It's Duran Duran at the Mayan. I will be there." <laughs> I'm like, "I'm going." If they only knew what their fans sacrificed to go see them, right? Well, I met John Taylor. I've met John Taylor like three times. Did he remember? John Taylor was the tall bass player. He was my guy. I guess I like him tall and skinny. Wasn't he? Like, he was the hot one with the brown... The hat. He's the guy the, that wore the hat. That wore the hat. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Th- so when I was 14, I had a John Taylor fedora that I got from okay. JCPenney's. Yeah, I was I was in. I was fully in. So... He since, was very nice. Since um, you ask people on your podcast about their <laughs> musical taste, <laughs> and no one has ever asked you on your podcast, or have do. they? 
Well, I guess since we're having conversations about my podcast. So you also talk about it. So I talk about it, but usually I'm talking about theirs, I guess. Right. You talk about what, what your guest likes, right?、Yeah. So I can ask you on my podcast. Oh,、then. hey. <laughs> so what kind of music did you listen to during that era in the eighties? What was what 80s? was your well, was what was your really, thing? I grew up in San Diego, and、um, I've, I actually had this conversation with Doc Parks from Pagan Idol. Okay. He and I talked about it because he grew up in San Diego as well. He's younger than me, but he grew up in San Diego, and we both grew up with kind of similar musical upbringings. In that,、um, like the station I grew up listening to was ninety one X, right? Is, you know the K Rock. Yeah, down yeah. there. But when it first launched, I feel like it launched like eighty one or eighty two. When it launched, it was playing Tom Petty, the Beastie Boys, Led Zeppelin, The Cure. <laughs> I mean, it played all that stuff. Motley Crue. <laughs> I mean, I heard Def Leppard on that station, and then right after that, it would play like Thomas Dolby. You know, so there was so much that was getting played on that station. And then the other, the metal station was KGB. But KGB was the station I first heard Duran Duran on. But you know they were they were the ones that played more of the classic rock kind of stuff. Right. So we grew up with that stuff. Plus we live in San Diego, so we've got like you know all kinds of Mexican music all over the place. And there was a strong mod community down there. So we heard all kinds of like ska, old school ska. Yeah. Yeah. So I felt like and I felt like I grew up listening to everything. Plus my parents, my dad was into like folk music and comedy stuff. My mom. <laughs> Was listening to Colombian music and outlaw country. Those was her music of choice. And outlaw、opera. country. My mom was really into outlaw country. I think it's because she's from Colombia. You know. What's outlaw country? You can go into that one. No, Stephen. You. This is that's. I'm assuming that they don't sing about that. The only Stephen, thing they can depend on is their truck and their only faithful Cash, partners, their dog. Cash haggard, Johnny paycheck. Okay. All those ones that didn't give a shit and wrote about whatever. Mm-hmm. See, when you say that, I kind of think that there's a little crossover in the rockabilly with that. Really?、Yeah. No. Never thought about that. No. Well, like rockabilly country, I should say. Stevens our country guy here. Okay. I mean, I grew up with Outlaw, but I don't know that much. No, you can talk about Outlaw stuff. Do it, do it.、Um, yeah, no. <laughs> He's like, no,、nope, not those guys.、Up. That's it. Those are all the ones I. Waylon Jennings, all of them. I mean, for the classic guys back then. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. That wrote about getting fucked what, up and、yeah. didn't care about getting into Grand Ole Opry and all that and following all the rules.、Mm-hmm. Loretta Lynn. Loretta Lynn was pretty outlaw. She's outlaw. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure there's a slew of others.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm getting the, it. I'm getting it when you start saying the names. Yeah, and I mean, I guess it's mostly associated with the '70s, really. I think late '60s, '70s to early '80s.、Mm-hmm. It's there's still outlaw country out there, but that's like kind of that was the period of time. Where... What about Alabama? <laughs> what about Kenny Rogers? Just the Ro- biggest about, outlaw I've ever met in my life. What about Kenny Rogers? <laughs> <laughs> He was just a gambler. He was a gambler. He was a gambler. Does that make him an outlaw? <laughs> He knew when to hold him. He knew when to fold him. Awesome. <laughs> There was a kind of thing in the '80s with the whole country well, yeah, movement, that was, right? That was yeah, that devil went down to Georgia. Yeah, devil went down to Georgia. Out,、so. Dukes of Hazard. I mean,、mm-hmm. you know, there was a thing going on there. Dukes of Hazard that was narrated by Waylon Jennings. That was Waylon.、Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it was definitely like you know, definitely a thing. Of course, there's probably、That's、like ten names I can't remember right now. Of course, because you're on the hot seat. Yeah.、Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Don't remember nothing. But there's tons more. I, well, I mean. Those are really like the 
the pioneers. They're really the ones. Everybody else is kind of, even when people do new outlaw style country, it's more, I don't even know that it's considered outlaw so much. Is there new outlaw? Yeah, I mean, there's guys that are doing stuff that is kind of based on, you know, what those guys did before. Okay. Trying not to follow the mainstream and all that stuff. I think it's kind of more an Maybe not trying to be politically 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 correct correct. all the time and all that kind of shit, so. Are they like the gangster rappers of country? (laughs) I think the gangster rappers of country were like the old guys. Yeah, yeah. Little Haggard and Paycheck and all those guys because they did the craziest stuff ever. There's a really cool show on Showtime or something called Tales from the Bus or something that Mike Judge did. Oh, okay. I think I heard something about that. Tales from the Tour Bus or something Something like that. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it'll be, I don't know if it's half animated, half not, or what have you, but it's stories of those guys and some of the crazy tour stories and just crazy shit that they did. (laughs) And one of them was, uh, I think it was Merle Haggard and uh, George Jones. Uh, George Jones. (laughs) And George would get really fucked up. Yeah. (laughs) So Merle Haggard tied him to a tree. Merle Haggard tied George Jones to a tree? Yeah, to his tree (laughs) in his yard because he was acting up. (laughs) Wow. And George was like... I'm the best goddamn country singer in the world. I was like, yep, and you're tied to a fucking tree. And went inside and went to bed. I just left so this is like, a tree all night? This is how they did their diss tracks. Just tied them on a tree. They just did it in real life. Right? <laughs> I'm going to strap you to the top of a bus, boy. There's also a really great podcast that we're talking about. Music podcast, kind of, called... Um, oh, David Allen Coe. He was another one. Oh, David Allen Coe. And everybody knows David Allen Coe to some respect because he sang, can he sing Take the Job and Shove It? Yep. That was David Allen Coe. <laughs> okay. Um, and what's the big Johnny Paycheck song that everybody knows? I don't remember. Oh, there's one big one. Um, but yeah, there's a, and that's, he remembered David Allen Coe because this podcast is hosted by David Allen Coe's son, as I think his name is Tyler uh, Coe. Yeah, it'll do. And it's called uh, Cocaine and Rhinestones. And Cocaine it's like and a really great history of country music. All the like scandals. It's like the Hollywood Babylon of country music, except this guy grew up in. Yeah, he grew like, up in the thick of it. With it. Yeah, yeah. So, and he does meticulous research on all these things. So, he's got some that go way back, like this old school country singer that like murdered his wife and like the wow. whole scandal that came around this. Or like one country singer who was like the king of Western swing and how he shot the guy that booked the Grand Ole Opry. <laughs> wow. You know, it's like stuff like that. And, some, and one of them, and he's actually very. Um, he did a whole episode on the song Harpy, Harper Valley PTA, which was very liberal ahead of its time. It was very like a woman singing, and and she, the the song was about a woman whose daughter was getting shit from people at her school because her mom wore miniskirts, and it was a single mom. So the mom shows up at the PTA meeting and calls everybody out on their shit. She's like, yeah, you drink gin and we can smell on your breath all the time. You've been stepping out with so-and-so. You've been doing this. So you're going to come after me for wearing a miniskirt? <laughs> and the song came out like in the early 70s or something. And it was like huge. It became like a TV show, all this stuff. Yeah. But he writes about it and he's like, it's embarrassing how few number one country songs by women there were up until like the mid 80s or something. Because women in the country scene were just pushed aside. Right. Uh, it's right. fascinating. It's all great stuff. Cocaine oh. and rhinestones. <laughs> wow. It's a great podcast. Okay. A lot, a lot of, of stuff. Album. A lot of stuff. It's a lot of stuff. Country music. It's very interesting. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so I heard that stuff too, and then my whole family was brought up on ABBA and musicals, Broadway musicals. So Sydney loves ABBA. Well, what's not to love? And she loves... Well, so it's weird because like she'll play stuff on 
her playlist, mm -hmm. a lot of it's from the 70s and 80s, mm -hmm. you know? Um, ELO is another one that she likes. Oh, really? So she nice. likes harmonies. Yeah, she likes... She's into, like, harmonies yeah, and melodies yeah. and stuff. Because those are all beautiful harmonies. Yeah. My brother just saw ELO, and he posted this funny video from it, and he was like... I couldn't really see so well because there was this grandma in front of me dancing the whole time, but she was dancing her ass off, so I couldn't really get upset. <laughs> and he had video, and it was some like old lady with this like pink fro, and pink was because it was so gray and it was up by the light, and yellow is playing, and she's just like rocking out yeah. in her like I don't know sweater vest or something. <laughs> it's kind of amazing. What's crazy is that you know I was in the '80s was really the decade that I grew up, so I was in junior high, high school, and college all through the '80s. Mm -hmm. And the music that my father listened to, which was 20 or 30 years previous, mm -hmm. seemed like such old music to me, mm -hmm. which today it would be like listening to stuff from the 90s, right? Because like uh -huh. Nirvana was like 25 years ago, yeah, totally. right? Totally. And that doesn't seem like so far away. No. You, know? you think about like your, my favorite Cure album or my Duran Duran album, you know, it's like Rio came out in 1982. That's crazy. 92, 2002, 2012. That's, that's 36. All, it's like, yeah. 36 years ago. Yeah. That's, that's crazy. Insane. It's insane. <laughs> to me, that's insane. But, you know, um, uh, at my bar, I can bring up the bar. Ooh, at my bar, I was there a couple <laughs> Fridays ago, and we had thrown together like a video playlist that so the music was coming through, and, um, and Green Day came on, and we had a bunch of 20-somethings in the bar, where it's Friday night in Little Tokyo, and it was our first Friday night we were open. And I'm like, oh, I'm curious to see what the crowd's going to be like, everything in right. here. A bunch of 20-something. Somebody had, was having a birthday, and they stumbled in there. Um, and we were at capacity. So our capacity is 45 people. It doesn't need much. But it was full in there. And we've got the videos going. And Green Day came on. Um, Do you have the time to listen to me whine? That song came on. The entire bar burst into song. Everybody really? was singing that song. Sometimes I give myself the creeps. And I turned to look at my partner, and I was just like, holy fuck, what's happening right now? Like, this whole bar is singing. And this record came out in, like, 1992 or something. Yeah. Right? 92 or 93. And the video's on, and they're all just like, boom, 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 singing. It's all a bunch of 20-somethings. And I'm all, this song is so, this song is from before these kids were born, most likely. Yeah. Maybe, maybe they were very, very young. And so it's kind of weird. I'm like, were we in some bar singing Chantilly Lace if it came on the speakers? No. Because yeah. when we were young, we we're just like, no, I just want to hear Susie and the Banshees right now. You know, yeah. Or something. <laughs> Who's the band? I think it's, it's Panic at the Disco yeah. that plays Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. They play it before sure every so. show. That's and they, very theatrical, so that would make sense. Well, they don't, <laughs> they don't perform it. They just play it while the stage is getting set, set up. up. And the crowd completely gets into it that same night two people that were sitting behind me bohemian rhapsody came on and i look back and they're like video recording they're videoing themselves on their phones singing along to bohemian yeah rhapsody. yeah and people go crazy but that's that the like, whole crowd went crazy that song's different level though it is different used, level it's like a pop culture kind of song. It is. it's like dancing queen or something it's so outside i of think it transcends era. dancing queen too well no, i mean the does. thing about but the, you know the I mean? thing about that song is it's just so it's so top. out of the box, too, mm -hmm. you know, considering that it came from a rock band yeah. and Wayne's World. And there's Wayne's right. World. Well, Wayne's World gave it a second life. It gave it, a, it, it gave it the life it has now. Because yes. when it hits the you're rock right. part, yes. everybody starts thrashing like they do in yes, Wayne's World. Yes, you're right. I don't it's think a, about that. It, <laughs> 
But when it when it we have videos when Steven it came doing out with our friend Brian, that's why he's like, I don't know anything about that. That's something. When it came out on Wayne's World, it was a song that I remembered from my youth, and yeah. I thought, oh, like, yeah, you know, why are they playing this? And it was perfect. But it was perfect. It was perfect. And yeah, and you're right. Now, now it is. It is. It's the way that it is because of Wayne's because World. Because of Wayne's yeah. World. Yeah. Because it had that moment where these people were just rocking out in their car. And who hasn't rocked out in their car? You've rocked out in your car, you know? And so there's Everybody this moment has. where there are these guys and they're in the car and they're singing along the song. And then it hits that point and they're rocking out in their car. And everybody just relates to that is so excited and happy and is rocking out with them because we've all been there. And then that song took on this whole like joyous thing. You know, to it doesn't matter that it's completely weird, right? Right. No one knows what it's about. <laughs> it's just goofy and strange, and everyone just jumped on board and is just having fun with it. Right. Know. What's your rock out song? Oh, you and I—the first time we rocked out in the car, Stephen and I actually have done a lot of sing- car singing. Car singing and house singing. Oh, guess. the Fugazi night. It was Fugazi with you and your friend Greg. <laughs> so what, what's sorry your, about the dashboard what's your uh, what's your music Stephen? god everything you tell me about that while I make our what drink are we on now well, not counting shouts we um, had we had, had the daiquiri uh, and then and then the Milky the Way and then we had a shot of mezcal and then, I'm fine because I mean I didn't really drink any of the Milky Way so and Stephen had uh, also uh, he had the rum the El Dorado mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I'm sure Are he's you fine. drinking? Should yeah. we have one more? Yeah, you can. So, do you want another one? Yeah, totally. I'm fine. Okay. I'm not even buzzed. Okay, good. I feel like it's like a fail. I'm supposed. I'm in the Disney Racing Room. I should at least have a buzz going, right? Uh, no, you don't have to. <laughs> Steph's in here all the time. She never gets buzzed. That's true. <laughs> don't you be comparing to me, your actual wife, your bar wife. I have a completely different set of standards. That's right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I like how. Um, when, where, did, where was it that I, oh, was it we were at TPT last time? And we walked up there and you introduced me to someone, oh, this is my bar wife. And then you grabbed Steve and you're like, this is my bar husband. Oh, <laughs> and then, of course, Mo was like, whoa, how'd you get that title? <laughs> <laughs> this episode was brought to you in part by the Tiki Tea, a family-owned and operated tropical drink bar in Los Angeles, California. Come get their house specialty, the Raise Mistake, for only $6 on Wednesdays until 9 p.m. For more information, check out their website, tiki-ti.com. This episode was also brought to you by Steadfast Pomade, a strong-holding, medium-bodied styling product for men and women, which leaves your hair looking neat and shiny with a clean, fresh scent. Order yours today at steadfastpomade.com. I introduced um, Stephen the other day. He met some of my friends from high school. Okay. They were all at my bar downtown. It was last Wednesday. We went down. I remember that. I remember. And uh, we walked in there. My best friend was sitting there. And he hadn't met my best friend yet, who is also my ex-husband. Oh, okay. Interesting. And that's a whole story. Yeah. Because I am not best friends with my ex-wife. I'll tell you that much. It's a joke. I'm making a joke. No, no, finish it. Okay. He only wants to tell the story. So, well, the thing thing with my my ex-husband actually is my best friend since I was like 13 years old. Okay. And we got married um, as a theme party, but we had to actually legally get married because we were, we decided, we used to have theme parties every six months when we were in college. Okay. He was at UCLA. I was at UC Berkeley. And we'd have these big elaborate theme parties. And uh, we're like, you know, it'd be a great theme party. What? Well, Vegas wedding. (laughs) 
And we both were like, that would be rad. We'll do a Vegas wedding like with Elvis and everything. That would be so cool. So we did it. And we called and we made the reservation that like, you have to bring your license. And we're like, oh, can we just do it? Do we actually have to do the license? And then they got, I called first and they got really mad. No, don't you know, marriage is a holy bond between people. It's a sacred, people. yeah. Sacred this. I got a picture. Let me show them the picture. The picture? Oh, you have the picture on your phone of our wedding? Yeah. Um, and we Wait, were just like, Stephen was there? No, I no, sent him a picture recently because he, he met my best friend. Like, Wait a second. And I was like, yeah, this was in 1992. 1992. So, so we're like, Well, he made it sound like he I was there. I know, totally. oh, Should I, I show him the picture? I picture on my phone when you got married in 1992 in Vegas at the Grace of Wedding Show. So, so we actually legally got married so that we could have this party. And our wedding wow. also served as his coming out party to most of our friends. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. So we joked around that in that first year that we only were married for a year and then we got divorced and then we had a big divorce party and our divorce party, <laughs> divorce party. Yeah, our divorce party was actually a luau in Silver Lake. Oh, how fun. <laughs> so we had, we had a cake that had, that was painted red or the cake had red frosting and we had a tombstone on it that said RIP next to a bride and groom. So that was fun. But the year that we were married, we both actually got awesome boyfriends that we're still friends with. And so then we divorced and we were single for a very long time. And we we're like, God, do we have to get married again to meet a good guy? Well, so, What's the deal? <laughs> so tell me more about this marriage thing, because right, were you? This is a picture of the wedding. Oh, how funny. <laughs> so my, my best friend rented a gold lemme suit. <laughs> it's Tom Cruise. Yeah. <laughs> did you, did like you guys Cruise, actually right? like live as a married couple no. or it was just for the party just for the party but we had a license i have a marriage certificate and if, if your friends on facebook if you go into my facebook photo albums i have one that's called my married year and there's a couple pictures from the wedding and a copy of the marriage certificate and a copy of the divorce papers that's <laughs> the hilarious divorce papers. We, them in there. we did that for our what would have been our uh, 20th anniversary no, our 25th anniversary was in 2017. <laughs> we were like, we should have done something for the 25th anniversary. We realized it was coming up. Yeah, it was totally funny. That's hilarious. But yeah, so as a joke, when Stephen and I met my friends, I introduced him to my ex-husband. I said, oh, this is my ex-husband. This is my next husband. No pressure. <laughs> my ex-husband, my next, my next husband. husband. It, just, it just worked so nicely. I kind of had to say it. It was pretty funny, though. All my friends were like, whoa. And I'm like, yeah, you saw how well that worked out for me the first time. He That's went hilarious. gay on me and everything. <laughs> I'm trying to open this without this say, thing flaring up. I don't know, like, why is it doing this? Ah! Oh my god! Oh, I think I think you got it. There it goes. What kind of mineral water is that? Oh, it's mineral agua. Mineral agua. Yeah, you know it's Latin. We're feisty. It's I extra, guess it's extra bubbly. It's just been water. it's just been sitting there, you know. <laughs> That's so, what's yeah. kind of. But we were asking Stephen a question, weren't we? Mm-hmm. His music. It's your music. Oh, everything. He, well, through the skateboarding, through the skateboarding years, it was all punk rock and all that. All right, I'm um, turning this on. Hang on. They love it when I put the microphone right up against that. <laughs> all right, we're exciting. listening. We're it's listening. Punk rock years. Yeah, there was, was all the all the punk rock uh, years, misfits, everything. But I was also my first record was Journey. Second one was Men at Work. Then I was <laughs> Motley Crue head. <laughs> and then there was like really bad music on the radio. 
and you like were all you were in the Detroit. top forty crap and everything. I'd listen to all that junk. And so, then, being from Detroit, were you Kiss or anti-Kiss? Uh, Kiss, you, it, it, when I was super little, I'd listen to Kiss because they'd scare the shit out of me in my basement. <laughs> so I'd go down there, turn off all the lights, and put on their record and just freak and myself just out and run upstairs. <laughs> as a kid, I what? loved Kiss. Yeah. And then as I started to grow, I remember being in like fifth or sixth grade mm-hmm. and my friends thinking like, oh, you listen to Kiss. Uh, like it wasn't yeah. cool to like yeah, Kiss right? anymore, right? When you were that age. <laughs> So by junior high, man, you couldn't be listening to Kiss. Yeah. I didn't listen to Kiss in junior high, I don't think. No, I'm sure you were over by then. Because that would have been, like, I mean, by the time we were all in high school, and you're a little younger than us, by the time we were in high school, that was all new wavy stuff and everything. Yeah, yeah, because I hung out with all the punkers and skaters and stuff mm-hmm. back there. So they had listened to all the stuff that I'd never heard on the mm-hmm. radio. There wasn't a radio station yet for that stuff. But they you were in Detroit, until later. so it was like... Didn't you have well, like, yeah Detroit Rock City? That's yeah. why I was asking well, about Detroit Kiss. Rock City, but also Motown. Oh, I mean, I know that's yeah, older. I mean, there was always Motown. But what's but like the I legacy? Didn't listen to it when I was little. And think about Motown. <laughs> Don't get him started on Aretha Franklin. Uh, okay, then I won't. <laughs> <laughs> I was about to ask, like, uh, why? What's about? What about Aretha Franklin? <laughs> I don't know. Her son used to beat up his um, friends or something. I don't know. Yeah, you shouldn't put that shit on there. <laughs> <laughs> you think her, her Gestapo will come for you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, she was pretty gangster, from what I heard. <laughs> but no, it was everything, man. Like, mm. cheesy stuff, and then I found out about all the cool stuff. Mm. But then, the older I got, the more I started liking country and whatnot, because I used to sing that with my mom when I was little. Oh, interesting. And, uh, so then I just started liking everything. Classical jazz. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So now... Yeah, when I first started hanging out with him, we listened to a lot of jazz. And even, you know, all the... Cheers. 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 This now, is the blood punch. I was going to say, this is the blood punch, huh? I saved it for last. So this is your fastinola? Mm. Oh, that's lovely. That one's so good. I love this drink. So do I. Um, But yeah, but you, you're, drop, you're leaving out your... Uh, Wiki Wiki Back Days. Oh, house music and techno and all that I really got into. I was doing that and messed around with DJ and that stuff for a while. You're and like DJ. You, you're so... Talk yourself up. Come on. No, man. He's like, no. So modest. Yeah. He is. He's being all mellow. Because that was another thing we kind of bonded on because in the early 90s I used to DJ at raves. Like in San Francisco. Oh, but like nice. little raves. Small, when they started getting all carnival and stuff, I was like, ooh, what's happening here? It was more like when it was really small and people were just really high on drugs and like, this music is amazing and just doing as much ecstasy as possible. You know, the first time I ever went to Kelbo's was at um, After Hours Clubs. Oh, really? They used to have them at Kelbo's? Yeah. Oh, interesting. The first time I ever did X was at After Hours Clubs. Yeah, I mean, that's when you you said X. I was whacked out on all sorts of stuff. I love you. I dance around all this bamboo. I was like, this place is amazing. (laughs) (laughs) I had no fucking idea where I went. I loved the X, man. I loved the X. Oh, so fun. It was so fun. fun. Oh, my God. I feel so old. I used to do so much ecstasy. Well, it's funny because every weekend I'd be like, dancing. Oh, your arm feels nice. Yeah, it feels so good. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you have such wonderful hair. Oh, the music's so nice. There were times. I mean, it hasn't happened in uh, years, but there were times in my adult life where I thought, God, I could use that feeling again. Oh, God. Right yeah, now. we've talked about that a lot. You know? And I'd say, I don't know anybody who could hook me up with that anymore, but I'm you know, working on and it. I'm probably too old, but I'm working he's on it. He's on a little nostalgia trip over here. He's like, I think I can get us some. I'm like, oh, my God, what would happen to us if we did that? Do you guys remember something age? called GHB? Yeah. yeah totally. Yeah. 
I would just float across that fucking dance <laughs> for like six hours on that shit. Well, I remember my, K, my, my gay friends with their whole K, Special K. Special and, K, yeah. Yeah, they'd do Special K and they'd be like, oh, you know, like Jefferson's stuck in a K-hole right now. We're like, oh, better leave him alone then. He's just like, oh, trap. K-hole. Oh, you know? <laughs> and just like in the zone. They're like, can't talk to anybody, can't look at anything. It's like, okay. Just, yeah, I just, I just remember. I just shouted like, all that into the microphone. <laughs> I just remember um, doing the X and just being like euphoric, happy. man. Like <laughs> totally. it was... It was good. I chewed a lot of gum. <laughs> a lot of gum. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I used to DJ some of that stuff, and then I was like having too much fun with my friends, so I wasn't DJing as much. But he was telling me that did you, you he knew the inner, he knew Inner Life, which is one of those bands. Oh, I had some friends that played in Inner City. Inner City, that's what it is. Oh, oh I'm thinking City. Good Life, Inner City, because they sang that Good Life song. Remember yeah. that song? So good it was life, kinda cool. Good Life, Good Life, Good Life. That's like all I was thinking Inner Circle. You would go reggae. Come on. It's, <laughs> it's all reggae for me. <laughs> but yeah, it was cool, man. You got to meet some cool people. Yeah, and you were in Detroit. That was like the epicenter of that stuff at that time. So that's super exciting. Little, God, I'm trying to recall history here. I'll get it all wrong. But well, there was Chicago and there was, was some Detroit. shit before me. Well, Detroit was known as techno, and then mm-hmm. Chicago was house. House. But it all kind of filtered together, mm-hmm. I think, a little bit here and there. Oh, yeah, totally. But yeah, it was pretty cool. But that's where that's where that stuff came from. I mean, I think the Detroit techno stuff started, like, what, in the 80s? More so, like, or was it 70s, even? Yeah. Could have been a little bit. Maybe the 80s. Kraftwerk yeah. started that shit. Well, yeah, I was thinking yeah. 80s. Well, with the with that techno, they started. They were doing like late electronic 70s and music. 80s, and I think there was all kinds of electronic music in the late 70s and everything. But I mean, that techno, as we know, techno, like that kind of militaristic, marchy kind of stuff. That was Detroit. I think it was 80s. Right. It was definitely 80s because the rave thing was already started by like 89. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, and what were you 80s. doing your all your hip hop stuff too? That was in the 80s. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we, so. we have to save some of that for my podcast. We'll save it. Well, I can save, save it, it for Mo's. Because, yeah, because basically, we're do- I guess we haven't even said that we're doing a swap cast. So, so for our <laughs> listeners out there that haven't figured it out. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny. This Tonight is- we're recording a swap cast. Well, technically, <laughs> what we're doing is we're guesting on each other's shows uh-huh. because a swap cast is where we take the same yeah. audio file and we share it over both our shows. Totally, but what we're doing, doing is we are... Um, we are going to be guessing on each other's shows tonight. I haven't recorded with Mo yet, but I had eaten a lovely dinner that Mo <laughs> prepared for for we me and my to. family, <laughs> and um, and it Colombian was food. it was great Colombian food. Mm-hmm. That's why we're not buzzed, is because that Colombian food is way too yeah. hearty, man. <laughs> I'm like, I've had a shot and three drinks already, and I'm and stone cold sober. I know, right? right? It's starting to bother me. <laughs> <laughs> Steven's had two shots. He's had two shots. Two shots and three cocktails. And we are stone cold sober. sober. (laughs) What is wrong? Colombian food, it's way potent, man. Totally potent. That cheese bread. I made you guys pandebono. That bread, man. Lentils. Is that what you call it? Pandebono. There's a Brazilian version called pandequeijo. I mean, it's just, which makes more sense. Cheese bread. Cheese bread. But they usually sell those in these tiny little. Like you can get them like at a street vendor, and they'll be the size of like a small lime or something like that, you know. And they're pendication, and you pay a dollar, and you get like a dozen of them, and you just pop. Oh, them. nice! They're really small, and you just pop them in your mouth, and they're gone. Whereas I made kind of a little bit bigger rolls, but they fill you up, dude. <laughs> so I want to do a cheese bread crawl. 
Oh yeah, we were talking oh, about yeah. that. I want to do cheese bread crawl, mm-hmm. and I can tell you right now, Sizzler's going to be a stop. <laughs> and who's the one with the the? I think it's Wood Ranch Barbecue with the cheesy bread that they give you a honey dip sauce. I have no idea. No mm. idea. It's a. They're like biscuits with cheese in them. I think it's very brave. And then there's there's a butter and honey sauce <sighs> that that sounds you spread good. onto it. That sounds and amazing. And it's it's yeah. It sounds so amazing. See, I just, crazy good because I'm getting more vain as I get older. I'm I've cut out bread mostly. Yeah, you know, I'm trying to cut out the carbs. But if I go out to eat and there's bread there, I'm like, you know, like we were at Texas the other night, and they're like, would you like bread? I'm like, yes. It's hard to say no, right? Bring me bread and butter because yeah. I don't own bread at home. I never had right, bread right. at home and do all that stuff. It's that example, like I told you, my parents. It's really my mother who didn't let us have any kind of sweets in the house. So there was no cookies, there was no sodas, none of that kind of stuff yeah. growing up. So as soon as I was out of the house and I was doing my own grocery shopping, <laughs> I loaded up with a bunch of stuff that I was never allowed to have. You know, my thing that when I left the house, I wasn't, we didn't have sweets in my house because my mom was super athletic, ballerina, you know, aerobics, right. all that. So we didn't have that around the house, but- Gnarly feet. Gnarly feet, gnarly <laughs> dancers, gnarly feet, yep. Yeah. And when, um, so when I was out, I remember the thing I indulged in the most was having real butter instead of margarine. Oh, yeah. Because I grew up with margarine, and I used to babysit a lot, you know, as teenage girls do. And I was, I'd make popcorn for myself when the kids went to bed, because I'm a total popcorn whore. I eat popcorn constantly. Like, I'll go through things where I eat popcorn every day for like a month. I absolutely love popcorn. And I remember I'd make myself some popcorn and put butter on it. At my house, we put margarine on it, but I was there and I put butter on it because I thought they were all the same thing. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, wow, why is their butter so much better than the butter we have at home? Because it's I didn't real. Realize it was different. It's real. But I remember this one house where I babysat very often. They kept their, they froze their butter, and then, you know, they just bought in bulk, I guess, and then froze it and moved it to the fridge when they were ready to use it. So could you spread it? Well, I mean, by the time I got there, I just would look in the freezer and I'd see butter in the freezer. There was I'm sorry, butter. I just realized how dirty that question was. See, <laughs> see like shaking his head at me. <laughs> and then, yeah, like, could you spread it? Could you spread it? Oh, <laughs> listen to this episode. <laughs> no, I'm not talking about butter. <laughs> Wait, what? Hot parquet. <laughs> there was a time when Stephanie's parents lived with us for a few months when mm-hmm. they were transitioning through retirement. Mm-hmm. And her mom would go and buy things at the grocery store and one of the things she'd buy all the time was stick butter and i used to think who still buys stick butter right because <laughs> we buy the tub that uh-huh. it just spreads onto bread so yeah. easily i only buy stick do you really yeah so you're one of those that's buy stick butter but i don't i don't make toast what do you use it then, for then so popcorn Cook, cooking okay <laughs> yeah cooking popcorn if i i used to make waffles if i eat waffles i actually just slice it really thin and lay it on top and it just melts. Yeah. So, and actually back in the day when I did do toast, that's what I would do with that too. I'd slice the butter really thin and then lay it on there. I'd lay it completely across and it would just evenly melt. Because I'm, so, I'm borderline OCD. That your, kind of thing totally works with me. <laughs> what, what's your trick with hotel butter? Like when you go to a wedding and they, they serve... I sit on it. <laughs> I'm not kidding. If, you, if we go somewhere and, and then they... And they serve that butter that's like, it's like super, su- super hard. Super cold. Yeah. Well, if it's wrapped... I will sit on it. I'll hold it in my hand or I'll put it under my thigh if it's still wrapped in the little foil because that'll warm it up and then it's spreadable. But if so it's so like super that, frozen, it's a frozen that ball or something. Grease spot is on the back of it. 
<laughs> Mo, have you been sitting on butter again? <laughs> That's like a thing. What is it called? I think it's called like splooshing or something. Is it really? There's a term for that? Sitting on butter? It's just sitting on food. <laughs> but it's sitting on food for someone else's pleasure. I there, remember there videos Jesus, and stuff. Really? I remember watching this. Steve I know, dude, so there's a fetish right for everything. Now. So innocent. There's a fetish for everything. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> we needed to get him more liquored up because I know he's just not talking yeah, enough. A little bit quiet. <laughs> he's like, um, did you ever see that episode of Friends when Monica was dating Fun Bobby? <laughs> yeah, he was only fun when he was wasted. Right, he was only fun when he was drunk. <laughs> and if he was really sorry, he's just like. <laughs> didn't I don't say remember. a word. I'm gonna start calling him Fun Steven. <laughs> Fun Stevie. <laughs> We're like, quick, get more booze. Right. <laughs> get lively. Oh, well, this is funny. good because so many people just see you drunk. <laughs> well, the Tiki T crowd anyway. I remember hearing uh, Romero Liz say, saying really sweet things about him. She was like, but I don't know if I've ever seen him when he's not smashed. <laughs> right. I'm at a Tiki bar. I'm at, oh, wait, like, I'm at places where that is. Part of the deal. It is true. There was it one time, true. it was a holiday party or something, and I was either drinking a beer or a cocktail or something, my mom says to me, wow, I don't think I've ever seen you drink before. Mm. And I said, mom, I've been drunk a lot of times. She goes, oh, I'm not saying I've never seen you drunk. <laughs> she, she said, I just don't think I've ever seen you get drink. there. <laughs> I was like, oh, all right. Interesting observation, mom. Oh my God, that's hilarious. I remember um, we have these family friends in San Diego and... I don't know, 10 or 12 years ago. Well, it must have been after my mom passed, or right before my mom got sick. So this would have been like 12 years ago or something. We went to their house for Christmas Eve, and we had only just started doing that. Went over there, and the patriarch of the family, uh, Joe Cordova, a Mexican family, he was like, Monica, Monica. Oh, now everyone knows my full name. Monica. It's not Moesha. Yeah, it's Mofuica. What was that one? (laughs) Mofuica's name. What was my more money, more money, more money. <laughs> it's that too, yeah. Um, or gimme mo. That's when I get a lot. Um, mo beta, I get too. But get we went beta. over there, and Joe, the patriarch, was Monica. Would you like some tequila? And I was like, Yeah, you know I would, because he was always bringing it back from his village in Mexico. And that was the first I had would drink mezcal with him. And the first time I had bacanota, which I brought up with George. Bacanota is another agave spirit, which has only been legal in this country for a couple of years. Um, so he used to bring it back in tequila bottles that he would get resealed, this guy. So I drank Bacanota with him when I was in San Diego. But I remember at some point I'd go over there and Joe would always be like, oh, she's coming. Yay, I've got someone to drink tequila with. And at some point my dad turned he's like, when did you get into tequila? When did you start? And I was like, you really don't want me to tell you about my Tijuana high school days. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> okay, who's driving? He's driving. Oh, I love how you're pointing at each yeah, other. I'm driving. I'm driving. Are you driving? <laughs> yeah. All right. I'll top this one off. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Yeah, he wants to feel the buzz. Well, you know, like when I used to go down to Mexico and they would do the tequila popper thing on you. That was terrible. I never got buzzed from that. No. They watered all that down. Oh, yeah, totally. I would just buy shots of tequila and just drink that. I'd be like dancing on bar tops. I was 16 years old in red high heels, <laughs> dancing on first off for tequila. It was super fun. I went down there more for that than for the tequila. Yeah. You know? Well, you know, now they now that Revolution and all that Tijuana is all a thing. It's like fancy. You mean it wasn't for before? Grown-ups. 
No, before it was before, when it was a thing. When we were kids, when it was a thing, it was like where you went down and got wasted. Right and now, it's like really nice restaurants and great bars. Oh, you're kidding me! No, not at I all. I haven't been down there since then. Not at all. I haven't been down there in ages. But my friends that I used to go and keep from getting arrested for pissing on the side of a wall. Right. Those friends are now going down there for like very fancy meals. Like something sophisticated. Yeah, 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 it's totally great. They invented the Caesar salad down there. Did you know that? In Tijuana. Was it I thought it was in Rosarito or Ensenada. Uh, I knew it was in Mexico. I thought it was in Mexico City or something. I know it was no, in Tijuana. No, it's in Baja. I, I didn't think it was Tijuana, though. I think so. I don't know. Hops like that. Um, I have yeah. the book, the Classic book? Dining by, yeah, by, oh, so uh, it's like, by Pete Maruzzi. It's in there. And it's the birthplaces of a lot of these classic Yeah, dishes. I mean, they, he talks about Lowry's and all that stuff. I might have that book. Yeah, yeah. it's a good one. It's a good book. Yeah. Oh. It does it's talk about that fancy. in there. Nice. It just shows you how, I mean, like, I did read it, and I just mm-hmm. don't remember it, but I yeah. think you're right. Oh, Tijuana. Mm. I've been there so since 2000. Tijuana? Gosh, I probably, it's probably been longer for me, honestly. Um, I was in Tijuana, yeah, it's probably been the same. Uh, I used to go down to Rosarito a lot yeah, in my I 20s. Yeah, I used to go all those places a lot. And, um, and the only time I would be in Tijuana was to drive through to mm-hmm. get to Rosarito. Mm-hmm. So, because Rosarito was fun. Yeah, because Tijuana is like a half hour from my dad's house. Right. So, you know, it was like nothing. It's border right there. But they do, so now the next one's going to be in October. I have a flyer for it, actually. They do, once a year, they do a tequila mezcal festival on Revolucion. And it's like vendors, everyone, they go out and they just line it all up and samples and food. Holy and, shit. Mm-hmm, yeah. It's cool. a thing. Do all the gringos don't go down there for that? Yeah. Yeah. Gringos and non-gringos. Wow. You know, it's so it's, it's uh, okay. It's so legit. I was curious if it was just a local thing. So yeah. no. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I mean, I don't know if people come from all over to go to it, but I know a lot of San Diego people who go. That's how I found out about it. Was, you know, my, my San Diego friends, again, that I kept out of jail sometimes yeah. <laughs> or, or, or kept from giving too much money up at the strip bars. <laughs> we used to say that all the time when we'd go down there. We'd go down as a group and we'd say, you know, someone got separated mm-hmm. before we leave. We check the jail. Yeah. <laughs> and every once in a while, there was someone in there, you know, have to bail them out. Well, it was usually, sketchy being down there. Yeah. When you were, well, you were there in 2000. I don't think it was, it wasn't druggy dangerous yet in 2000. Not it? then. No. No, it was it more depends on what you were getting into. It was. Yeah. Well, at that time, true. it was still like, you know, Club MTV, Spring Break. Yeah. Totally. Era. What were uh, you getting into, Stephen? All sorts of bad stuff. <laughs> well, now we want Velvet, to start. Elvis got me across the border, though. Back home. Elvis got you back home? Mm-hmm. The Elvis? I feel like you need to tell this story from the beginning. Nah. No. I lost my ID at a strip bar, and we couldn't find it in the alley, <laughs> which we shouldn't have done trying to find anyway. But I bought a Velvet Elvis painting. Oh. oh. Is that, and, I love how he lost his ID in a strip bar, and they thought, let's go out in the alley and look for it. <laughs> there, there's... There are so many blanks you could fill in. Right? Just on those okay, wait seconds. a second. Back up. You lost it in a strip bar. <laughs> <laughs> Why are you out in the alley looking for it? <laughs> so by the time I get and to where the did border, the Velvet Elvis come from? It just appeared I'm glad, magically. I'm glad you've had the STD talk already. <laughs> by the time I get to the border, like I have no ID, nothing. And we look horrible. Nothing but a Velvet Elvis. And so I get up there. The Velvis, as we used to call them. Border Patrol, and I'm just like. Smiling with my Elvis, and they're like, oh, just go through. <laughs> so I got through. Oh, that's hilarious. I still have that painting. Do you? Mm-hmm. Have I noticed it? He's crying. It's crying, Elvis. Well, okay. See, and this is the thing that we always would debate is he crying or is he sweating? 
Oh, it was a tear. Because they paint it to look like a tear, but it's fat Elvis. So it easily could just be sweat as well. Oh, just, it was just something This that is we one of those where it's subject to interpretation, it's true. It's true. right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this always came up when we would talk about people's various vel- and that's what vel- makes that, Elvises that were out That's there. what makes that painting interesting. Mm-hmm. Right? And timeless. Timeless. <laughs> it's always a got it back me it got me back to the Cuz there's a, there's yeah, a guy got you back across the border. That's there's a guy impressive. inside that man that that, <laughs> that wants to get out and wants to be free. <laughs> Like, what was the big? If I can dream. That's the big Elvis song. So that's what he wanted. Wasn't that Celine Dion? No, that was the song that he ended the comeback special with. He did the whole comeback special, and then he came back and he did one last song in a white jumpsuit. It was when he first started doing the white stuff. They added it on at the end because he really wanted to do it. And if it was If I Can Dream, which all I can remember right now is that If I Can Dream, but it's this, like... And the children. It's one of those songs. It's like big and ridiculous and everything. But people just went, yeah, because that was kind of the first time that he did that. And then uh, that sort of became his At an old thing. job that I had once, uh, we had this, it was Halloween was coming around and the department wanted to do a themed mm-hmm. costume thing. And so people were dressing up. The theme was Kings. So Ooh. someone came as Yul Brenner from The King and I. Nice. Someone came as King Kong. Someone came as King Tut. And, and then everyone else was Elvis. <laughs> then someone came as Elvis, but he came as Fat Elvis with a jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. And then we walked in, someone yells out, Hey, look, it's Evil Knievel. That's not a king. <laughs> and he's like, I'm Elvis. And they're like, Oh, you look like Evil Knievel. <laughs> you had the cape. Yeah. You had the studs. Yeah. You know, you had the. No, I, I and then I thought, it. Wow, you know. I it could it. be either one, right? If you gave him a cane, now he's Evil Knievel. You're not. You're not. Totally <laughs> right? You give yeah. him a guitar, now he's Elvis. It's the same outfit, Pretty same much. haircut, everything, yeah. right? Same glasses. Same glasses. Kind of, yeah. Only difference was the color of the hair, and if he was, if he was holding a guitar or <laughs> or a cane. Oh, that's good. Oh, Steven's getting Halloween ideas. There we go. It's going to be <laughs> king themed. Halloween, king themed. Just <laughs> need a motorcycle. Oh, you can get one of those. We can find you a motorcycle. What would I do as a king? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I've got a thing on that. Didn't you open a bar recently? I opened a bar that has nothing to do with being a king. <laughs> I did open a bar. Um, <laughs> okay, so All right, so we're going to wrap this. Should we do the plug stuff? I think this is a good time to wrap. Mm-hmm. Let's do the plug. So, I have all this stuff to plug. Looking at Steven. So let's do the plug. Uh-oh. What are you going to plug? Nothing. Stevie Mitch. No, oh, it's not even up. We're just... We're just Steven does art. Plug that We're in. just making plug a 12-year-old... Yeah. 12-year-old... Well, if anybody looks up... Joke. Stevie Mitchell, Stevie Mitch art. Stevie Mitchell art. What did you... Plug your stuff. You what are you on Instagram? I'm forgetting right now. Stevie Mitchell art. Stevie Mitchell art. And that's with a P-H, not a V. That's Stephen Mitchell art with a PH, not a V. Yeah. And then on Instagram, you can see some of the beautiful things he paints and and sells as well. You already know this. Sheesh. (laughs) 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 I'm just pimping out my man's art here. (laughs) It's good. It's really good. Um, And uh, and then I opened a bar in downtown LA, Little Tokyo, called The Mermaid. Got amazing partners that run the day to day. So that I can work my full-time job and go there at night sometimes and get really tired. And it's amazing. Right. And it's just a good neighborhood bar with more to come. Doug Horn's going to do painting for us. It's going to be very exciting. Um, 
And I have a podcast called Music and Booze with Mo, which Adrian will be on very soon. Here it comes. Normally, it's I interview bartenders who have a past or are currently musicians or DJs or producers or something. Not every time, but sometimes we're just music nerds and everything. So if people catch your episode, you're not a bartender in terms of being out there in the world, but you've made us lovely cocktails tonight. Thank you. So you're a good home bartender. Thank you. We know that. And they're going to find out about your musical past. There we go. I know. Is that a good plug? Does that work? That sounds great. That sounds great. Let's put uh, let's put your Instagram out there too. Oh, Instagram at Shebimo. S H E B is in boy M O, like Shebmo, but it was supposed to be Shebimo. <laughs> we came up with it in like 1993. You know, early email handle. Yeah. We didn't realize we need to put B E, but yeah. Shebmo. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you There's go. That. And I actually have a Facebook page that's Mo Herms, and I'll throw this out there to all of the very very kind listeners that you have that I was like one of the sponsors of your show this yes. summer. And I know that a lot of people found me because of that. So thank you, Adrian. And thank you, kind people of Desert Oasis Land, um, who didn't know I was the voice anyway. But um, <laughs> uh, a lot of people try to hit me up on my personal page to be friends. And because I've had a past with crazy stalker types, please go to my public page if you just want to listen to the podcast and things like that. If I've never met you, I'm not going to accept your friend request because I have fears. <laughs> That's legitimate. I have some PTSD That's from, legitimate. from issues from my actual radio So look days. at Mo at Shibimo yeah. and the, the podcast the Yeah, the podcast is located at musicandboozewithmo.podomatic.com. And there is a Facebook page for the podcast. You will see that. It's very much Music that. and Booze with Mo. Yeah. So go go check that out. I'm sure you're wonderful people, but just in case you aren't, <laughs> go there. But yeah, thanks, Adrian. You're welcome. I'm so happy to. Have thanks had for this being on the show. Thank you, sir. Again. Thank you, and, <laughs> and for all, all our listeners out there that want to get more from inside the Desert Oasis Room, go to our website, desertoasisroom.com, or you can follow us on Instagram at Polynesian Pop. If you want to leave a shout out, you got a comment, uh, you want to ask a question, you want to make suggestions for future guests or anything like that at all, go to our Facebook page, Inside the Desert Oasis Room. And hit the like and subscribe buttons. There you go. For all of us. (laughs) For everyone. All right. Cheers, you guys.